the Archdiocese of Toronto, and the National Catholic Broadcasting Council. Through the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, presents Sunday TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Sunday TV Mass on this first Sunday of Lent. I'm Monsignor Robert Nuska. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from two donors. The first is Muriel Thomas from Scarborough, Ontario, in loving memory of her husband, Ivor Thomas, on his 81st birthday today, with love from his wife, family, and friends. The second is from the estate of Dorothy Monica Moorcroft, for the soul of Dorothy, for her relatives and friends, both living and deceased, and the souls who have no one to pray for them. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us now acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. Lord, you came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out with the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is a sign of the covenant that I have made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the, cl in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. In former times, these did not obey. When God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. After Jesus was baptized, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this uh, first Sunday of Lent, the Gospel uh, presents us with St. Mark's account of our Lord's temptation in the desert. Having been baptized by John in the River Jordan, and just prior to beginning his earthly ministry and calling the first disciples, Mark tells us that Jesus is driven out into the desert for 40 days by the power of the Holy Spirit, here in order to confront, to struggle with, and to defeat Satan and the forces of evil. And I think a number of important ideas and also images present themselves for our reflection this Sunday. First of all, I think it'd be helpful to see how it is that our Lord emerges from his 40 days in the desert as the new Adam. 
where the first Adam succumbed to the temptation of the evil serpent, leading to the fall, leading to the expulsion from the Garden of Eden, Jesus remained always faithful to the will of God. In so doing, he conquered the powers of sin, just as he will go on to conquer the power of death on Good Friday. Here in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we're reminded that our Lord's victory over the tempter in the desert anticipates his victory at the Passion on Good Friday. The supreme act of obedience of his filial love for the Father. St. Paul develops what's implicit here in the Gospel accounts of our Lord's temptation and speaks of Christ as the new Adam. In his first letter to the Corinthians, Paul writes that just as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. How appropriate that on Ash Wednesday we were led to reflect upon God's words to Adam and Eve as they were expelled from the Garden of Eden, you are dust and unto dust you shall return. For we too, like Adam and Eve, have been created from the dust of the earth and unto dust we shall return. So as Lent begins, it's a time for us to reflect, I think, upon our own mortality. Let us meditate during these days of Lent upon the brokenness of the human condition as we strive always to do the will of the Heavenly Father in imitation of Christ himself. And as we remember, unlike Adam and Eve, that we are not God. Lent is a time for us to reflect on our own mortality then, but we do so always in the light of the splendor of our ultimate destination, which is nothing other than the kingdom of God. Again, Paul reminds us that just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Here, St. Ambrose offers some reflections, commenting that the first Adam was cast out of paradise into the desert. The second Adam returned from the desert to paradise. Adam brought death through the fruit of a tree. Christ brought life through the wood of the cross. Secondly, as we reflect on our Lord's 40 days in the desert, we're led to, to reflect on Israel's 40 years in the wilderness. That Christ struggles with the devil in the desert or wilderness leads us here to reflect upon an image that has really profound significance and deep meaning in salvation history. Here we think of the epic biblical stories of Abraham, of Jacob, David, Elijah, and particularly Moses, who leads the Israelites out of slavery into the land of God's promise. Here in the desert, the people enter into uncharted territory. They face great danger, uncertainty. They fall into temptation. They worship the golden calf. At the same time, it's precisely in the desert that God works so many wonderful, miraculous deeds. It's in the desert that the manna falls from heaven, that the water flows from the rock. It's precisely in the wilderness that the glory of God now shines forth brightly into the darkness as God himself journeys with his people in the form of a pillar of fire. Ultimately, the 40 years in the wilderness mark a time of transition. Here, the journey from slavery, oppression, to freedom, freedom from the kingdom of the Pharaoh and entry into the Promised Land. I've said on other occasions that the writings of the Church Fathers reflect on this image of the desert and see in it a, a symbol of spiritual transition from sensuality to spirituality. Again, from the old order of sin and rebellion, the age of Adam, the man of dust, to the new order of grace, the order of glory won for us by the victory of Christ over the forces of evil and the forces of death. 
Ultimately, this image of the desert leads us to consider the spiritual journey of the human heart, which again, according to St. Augustine, wanders restlessly until it finds rest in God. The desert then remains a symbol of a larger process of spiritual transformation as we journey out of darkness into God's own wonderful light. And it's a process that demands an abiding trust in God, a steady willingness to obey the will of God as we always struggle against the temptation to sin. Here we're reminded of the voice of the Baptist calling out in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord. So this season of Advent, the Church invites us once again to turn to the traditional Lenten practices of increased prayer, of fasting, abstinence, almsgiving. We remember the words of St. Paul to the Church at Ephesus, to put away your former way of life, to clothe yourself with the new self, created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And especially now during the desert experience of the COVID pandemic, let us reach out toward others with acts of kindness, charity, as we remember especially the sick, the lonely, and all those who are suffering. Finally, in his recent apostolic letter, Patris Corde, marking the beginning of this year of St. Joseph, Pope Francis observes that during the time of the pandemic, the good news of the gospel consists in showing that for all the arrogance and the violence of the worldly powers, the pharaohs, the King Herods, that God always finds a way to carry out his saving plan. God always finds a way to save us, provided we show the same creative courage as the carpenter of Nazareth, who was able to turn a problem into a possibility by trusting always in God's divine providence. St. Joseph turned a problem into a possibility by trusting always in God's divine providence. So as we continue to celebrate this Mass, we pray that the examples of St. Joseph, Moses, Noah, in today's first reading, may inspire in us an abundant trust in a God who is always faithful to his covenant. Whether we find ourselves in the midst of the dry desert sands or on the storm-tossed seas of life, God is always with us on the journey. Let us pray for the intercession of St. Joseph that as we journey through the desert of temptations to the heights of the Mount of Transfiguration and onward to the New Jerusalem, that the fire of the Holy Spirit may always renew us, strengthen us, and reveal to us the life that is hidden in God and hidden in God alone. Brothers and sisters, let us pray together now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let us now make our prayers and petitions to God in heaven. We pray for the sick, for those who have died from, for all those who are suffering from the various effects of the COVID pandemic. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the intentions of today's Mass, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those in the Daily TV Mass community who've asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those who are suffering in mind, body, and spirit, that they may find relief and healing through Christ, 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear these prayers that we've made and those that remain deep within our hearts, for we make them all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we receive the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth, the work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. come to share in divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we receive the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine, the work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God. Yes, receive us, be pleased with the sacrifice that we offer you with humble and contrite hearts. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining 40 long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. By overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. So now with the company of the angels, the archangels and all the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, 
Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your Church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, kingdom the power, power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am worthy of this death and my my soul Would those of you at home join with me now in this act of spiritual communion? My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth, through Christ our Lord. Amen. May bountiful blessing, O Lord, we pray, descend upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.